Hey guys, we've got to that point in the show where we need to start depending on listeners like you to help keep this thing going. What are we, fucking PBS? Oh yeah, you know it. I'm LeVar Burton. I wanted to be LeVar. Fuck. All right. I caught it first. Yeah, I'm hosting we... Jeopardy. <laughs> are you though? Listen guys, we, we need your help uh, to help keep the lights on as they say. Uh, we are launching our Patreon for Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yes. And we have uh, different tiers that you can sign up for and pledge to, just like PBS. Um, you get some different real cool gifts and prizes and merch, uh, depending on the tier that you sign up for. Oh, we got all the tiers. Oh, yeah. You Back. can either be a friend yeah. of the show, a oh. friend with benefits. Ooh. We just we could start to get serious, or you could just put a ring on it already. Yeah. Ooh, damn. And if you uh, if you exceed that amount, uh, you know we'll send you some not safe for work picks if, if you want. <laughs> <laughs> it's not safe for your eyes picks in my case, but <laughs> I'll say for anything right. picks. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, guys, check out uh, patreoncom motcu. Uh, take a look at well, all the different tiers that we're offering. Lots of cool. Uh, swag coming your way from stickers to t-shirts to getting to pick the film that we uh, talk about. Yeah. The yeah. tears started at a dollar. A dollar a month. Come on, what? folks. That's it? Yep. One buck to get in on that on that number one tier. And All with right. that, you even get the live chat with us anytime you want, as well as a shout out on every episode. Right. So, come on. That's less than a cup of coffee a month. Jesus, what a steal. Yeah, guys, right? check it out. Again, patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U. And then enjoy this week's movie. And now we're on our way to Kentucky. <laughs> I like their chicken. <laughs> Is that what Merlin says? Somebody yeah. about the chicken? Yeah, we got with fried chicken. We got fried right? chicken. Where are we going? <laughs> um, so we get, you know this epic shot of like, I don't know why, like it's all dreary and fucking rainy in London. And we get this like beautiful, like fucking like, have they never seen Kentucky? It's not that great. <laughs> no, I, yeah. Well, visually it might be all right, but um, also in Georgia, I'll tell you that right now. I will tell you the theme of this entire, the theme song to this movie is country roads. Take me home <laughs> to, yes. to the place. I belong West Virginia mountain mama. Take me home. Country roads. It plays in the song over and over and over again. Yeah, until it doesn't. Yeah, until it doesn't. <laughs> um, so we 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 come on Eggsy and Merlin now at this distillery in Kentucky. I like, I'm gonna say it like that because that's how he says it. And uh, it's the Statesman is what it's called. And they walk up to this like old barn and somehow know exactly where there's this hidden panel that's gonna open up and have a a place they can kind of biometrically scan and from that point on I have a clip here to introduce us to what's going on in this part of the movie biometric security scanner just to protect a few old barrels of whiskey pull the other one off got it you getting anything not yet fuck you know the shame is not scotch. Hang on. According to this, there's a huge underground structure right beneath us. And if my calculations are correct, this is the way in. 
fucking hell, man. You know, my mama, she always told me, us Southerners get our good manners from the British. And I was thinking, ain't that a pity? Y'all ain't keep nothing for yourself. Y'all ain't never heard of knocking for you, in Well, I, actually, we had an invitation, didn't we? Yeah, how did you know? Yeah, yeah, it came in the shape of a bottle. We're from the Kingsman Tailor's Shop in London. Maybe you've heard of us. Oh, the Kingsman? Yeah. Huh. That's where y'all got them fine suits and them fancy spectacles y'all got on. Exactly. That's right. Y'all are damn sharp. Let me see if I got it right here. You want me to believe that it's normal for a tailor to hack through an advanced biometric security system with nothing but a little bitty old watch on? I can promise you. That dog don't hunt. So would you go on and get down on your knees and tell me who you really work for? That's 1963 Statesman Reserve. You just made it personal. See, I think your story's horseshit. Y'all just trying to cover for a failed rescue mission. You here for the lepidopterist, ain't you? Okay, so your mystery bottle, huh? Look anything like that right there? Yes, same brand, much older. All right. Let's see here. You know why the measurement of alcohol content's called proof? Oh, fuck off! Oh, for peace sake. See, comes from back in the old days when pirates, they wanted to test the strength of their rum. They used to pour a little bit out on gunpowder. Oh, that'll make you want to slap your mama right there, boy. And if the gunpowder, if it burnt when they set it alight, they consider it proof that their rum was good and strong. See, I ain't got no gunpowder on me, do I? But I'm pretty sure you boys will make just as impressive of a sound when I set your balls on fire. Or you can just tell me who the fuck y'all really are and how the hell y'all found us. Look, for the last time, we have nothing to protect but our honor. So you can take your cheap horse piss that you call whiskey, which, by the way, is spelled without an E, and is nothing compared to a single bowl of scotch, and you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> what about you? Me? Yeah. No, I love a Jack and Coke, bruv. But I do agree with the part where you go fuck yourself. Huh. All right, y'all ain't got nothing to protect other than your honor. Let's see what happens when we change things up.
Y'all got three seconds to tell me the truth. Wait, no. I, no! Harry! He can't hear you, but I can, so talk. No! Get down, Harry! 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 Their story checked out. I opened our doomsday scenario locker, and that umbrella was in it. Kingsman. It's got our logo on it. I'm really sorry. <laughs> My apologies, boys. I, I hope there ain't no hard feelings. I was just doing my job. Welcome to Statesman, independent intelligence agency. Just like y'all, I reckon. But our founders went into the booze business, thank the sweet Lord above. This is Ginger Ray. She's our strategy executive. Hello. I'm Agent Tequila. This is the part where you untie us. Before. Harry, it's okay, it's fine. They, they know that we know you. I think there must be some mistake. It's been such a long time, Harry. I need to get my brogues resold. Yeah, and my Oxfords are done in as well. Why are you telling me about your shoes? I'm a lepidopterist. You're a what? I study butterflies. wanted to be before you joined the army, but... Harry, look at me. It's good to see you. Yeah, right, so... Joe, three things yeah. that I need to address okay. with you. Okay. Number one, I am officially drunk. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! That would be much harder to deal with here on out I, I'm, I'm down for that number two i just caught a glimpse of myself in our zoom chat and i'm wearing my wife's uh hair wrap so i look like i'm gonna play rhythm guitar for bruce springsteen right now yes oh, but yeah definitely i little, could see that or then maybe also be in the sopranos sure sure but number three this movie is is very much a saturday morning cartoon like and it's <laughs> listening to these clips now it's and I liked it a lot, but you know, the idea of like, we also need cowboy secret agents. Yeah. Too. <laughs> like, again, it's coming from a place of love. I absolutely fucking adored it, but it is very fucking silly. It really you know is. What I mean? Um, so okay. yeah, we, we come into the statesman here. Um, it's a distillery that's run by cowboy secret agents. <laughs> we meet we meet Channing Tatum's tequila. So whereas they're all named after Knights of the Round Table and the Kingsmen, they're all named after different alcoholic drinks here. So we meet Tequila um, and Ginger Ale, who's his assistant because she's not alcoholic. <laughs> um, but they, you know, we get this cool little fight scene. I, I will say this movie is fucking packed with fight scenes too, just like the first one. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they are well appreciated. I will <clears throat> not fucking ever turn away from a good fight scene. Um, but you know, these statesmen are pretty pretty well equipped, especially uh Channing Taters here, old C T. Um, he's he's pretty good. And uh he, he, he gets some in trouble for, you know, fucking up the eighteen sixty three Statesman Reserve. 
takes them downstairs and threatens them because he's trying to figure out who they are. Turns out, though, uh, you know, they've had Harry this whole time, who we thought was dead from the first movie. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, he's not dead after all. I know you were going to do it. I heard it. I heard the fucking first note of it. <laughs> he's in his little sub-basement here, and uh, he's drawing butterflies on everything. Um, you know, uh, Ginger Ale tells him, hey, no, no, we got an umbrella in our thing with a Kingsman logo on it, so they must be real. Um, and uh, they, they realize, hey, look, we're, we're friends. We're, we're cousins. And uh, we're going to get to the bottom of all this. But, uh, you know, your boy's in here, and he doesn't know who he is. So they try to talk to him about shoes, and he, he just doesn't get it. He's all like, I want my butterflies, bitch. Because, <laughs> dude, at, up to this point in the movie, you've got 50s-themed bad guy, okay? You've got an amnesia storyline, which is such a trope, right? You've got cowboy secret agents. Yep. Like, dude, if I was eight years old, I would have fucking, <laughs> this is a wet dream. And like, I pretty much amazing. am eight years old, so there you go. I'm with you. I'm with you. Assumably. So, uh, <laughs> Eggsy and Merlin go up to, it, are, are now um, figuring out what happened to Harry. And Ginger Ale tells him that uh, her and Tequila found him at the church where Valentine, you know, did the hate church. That whole thing happened. And because they were able to get to him quick enough and use this stuff they call Alpha Gel, they were able to keep him along alive long enough for nanites to basically fix his, his brain and, and repair him. And uh, he's, he's there, but the problem is he has retrograde amnesia at this point because he cannot remember who he is, what was going on. He kind of remembers just his childhood. Um, so Harry, he's, he's, he's a lighter version of here. He's Harry Light. <laughs> By the way, that church scene from the first movie, that was me when I left Georgia. That's what I wanted to <laughs> You're like, because I'm free as a bird now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And everyone's just throwing fucking raw steaks at me from Longhorn. Yeah. Steakhouse. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Um, so the next scene we, we get to here is another clip. Um, this is a, a dual clip because I couldn't decide which one of these I wanted to play. So I'm playing both of them. We get a little bit of Elton John in here because Elton John's in this fucking movie. <laughs> like, that's right. Elton John, sir, Elton fucking John is in this fucking movie and he's amazing. He's probably the star of this movie. If I had to really guess. Like oh, he's definitely a scene stealer. Yeah, a doubt. He's great. the bitch is back, Captain Fantastic. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying, we're gonna follow the yellow brick road in this episode. But uh, right now I'm gonna play a clip. Crocodile Rock, please. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey, hey, Elton, language. Okay, well, as fabulous as your catalog is, I think I want to hear some Gershwin. I still can't believe you've got away with kidnapping Alan John. I know, but with Valentine abducting those celebrities, it seems silly not to take advantage of the confusion. Shit. Is that all about the blue rash? Lights. Hey, Elton. Have you been a bad boy again? Mm. You're lying. Look at your hands. Lizard. It's proof that my plan is gonna work. 
It's also the first sign of a slow and horrible death. Don't worry, I can fix it. Tell me who you partied with. It was Angel. Huh, not very angelic. Gonna have to clip his wings. considerably larger resources at your disposal. Can you imagine us in the clothing business? Now, how can I help you? Uh, first of all, I've got to thank you for saving Agent Galahad. Why? You said that you were Galahad. Oh, no, he's talking about the butterfly guy. That used to be his handle. Oh. Galahad always said you've got to look at the bigger picture, ask why as well as who. So if someone wanted to take out Kingsman, then they've got to be planning something major. So what do you know? They're a drug cartel, we think. The name Golden Circle keeps coming up. Mm, we'll look into them. What else? One of our former trainees is working with them. Charlie Hesketh. Total prick. You got any promising leads, someone? His ex-girlfriend. I've been tracking her through social media. We believe she's still in contact with him. And she's going to Glastonbury Music Festival. Oh, good. Agent Tequila, break out your dancing shoes. You have a new mission. Yes, sir. Hold up. You feeling okay? I'm a little tired. Fine, thanks. Galahad, you ready? Your face. You got... Sick bay, have Ginger check you out. Hey, give him your glasses. You're in luck, kid. Put them on. You can get our finest senior agent to join you instead. Right now, he's in our New York office. Galahad, meet Agent Whiskey. Kid, looks like we're hooking up with a chick at a rock concert. My favorite kind of mission. <laughs> I'm sending my jet to pick you up. All right, so a uh, little bit to unwrap there. Uh, Poppy and Charlie are watching Elton John play because she kidnapped fucking Elton John. <laughs> 
Might as well, you know. I mean, suburbs are going to miss it. I might as well take the one I want, you know. Um, which, if you look at her little town, you'll start noticing there's some Elton John references like everywhere um, in this in the, in her little city. Um, so we also get to introduction to the leader of the Statesmen, uh, Champagne, also known as Champ, played by Jeff Bridges. <laughs> he does really good in this role too. Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, he does good in everything he does, but I, I like him in this role a lot. Uh, he's real chill and kind of, you know, you know, just kind of like, I don't know, like he's like that uncle you want to hang out with. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't know if I told you this, but I had my consultation with my knee surgeon and he is Jeff Bridges. Is he? Oh, shit. Like he came into the room and he was like, we're going to fucking, we're going to fix your knee, man. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> no. <laughs> No. <laughs> Continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're good. Um, we we come to realize um, that there's there's a chance for them to kind of get to Charlie if they can get to his girlfriend, uh, Clara, and she's at this music festival. And as he looks over to tell uh, Channing Taters uh, Tequila to go with him, uh, he realizes that he's got some blue shit all over him, um, not unlike uh, David Cross's character from Arrested Development. He got blue. He, he blew himself. <laughs> um, so, so they're going to take him to six bay, sick bay and take care of him. And, uh, we're going to take uh agent whiskey with him and said their finest agent, uh, played by one Pedro Pascal, but he's in their New York office at this point. Um, he's so fucking cheesy too. Like we're going to a rock concert to pick up a girl. My kind of mission. Like his character, like makes me cringe so much in this. Like, I don't know what it is. He's very, he's very cartoonish. Yeah. He's, he's we're living in a, pa- a he, what? Oh no, I was just saying we're living in a Pedro Pascal moment and it's, it's, uh, your timing with this movie is excellent because my man is everywhere. He, he really is. Everywhere. He bases on a Burt Reynolds movie called Whiskey. I can see that. It was like a Western and it's, he is, he nailed it. He's very Burt Reynolds, but I do have to, I do have to say that Watching this made me realize that if it weren't for Last of Us, I'd really hate Pedro Pascal because he's a really shitty actor. Like he's just not very good at what he does. And um, for the most I mean, part, I, I I tend to agree. Um, but however, in Last of Us, he's fantastic. Game of Thrones, he, he was fantastic he too. He was he was all right in Game of Thrones. You're and right. He started high. I really and liked he him in Narcos. Shit, and now he's coming back with Last of Us. So HBO, he owes. He owes his career to HBO. I also <laughs> I really enjoyed Narcos with him. He was great in Narcos, yeah. Yeah, he was good in Narcos. So I guess it's like I don't know. I, I it's just I guess you're I'm just fo- mad I'm at the Mandalorian. The he's yeah, not good just... when he's in a shitty show like Mandalorian. Because the Mandalorian is is not good. But the show like, itself isn't good. So like, well, no, no, no. I know that, but he he's. I know that I understand that in the Mandalorian he's playing the character, and that's the yeah. character. I get it, but. Like Star Wars just has this habit of taking good actors and turning them into shit. And he was an already not great actor who his role is turned into shit for him. If if know. his if his job in this movie was to be cringe worthy American, he pulled it off. Yeah. He did a good job. And I'm gonna disagree you know with both of you because I, I love the Mandalorian. I don't listen, I watch it every week. I do, but it is very kiddish. It's made for kids. I'm sorry, it is. And it, it that insults me. 
No, it does. It insults me because give me a show. You don't have to dumb it down for me. Sure. If you're, yeah. if you're doing that, you're insulting me. Don't do that. But Make you got, the show you got worthwhile. Andor, you know, on the one hand. So no, I understand that. Yes, fine, but it doesn't mean they can't do it here. Like his of, dialogue is absolutely cringeworthy, episode after episode after episode, <laughs> and they have to spell shit out for the dummies who watch the show. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and it, I'm glad, it, just, it offends it. me. It offends me. Wow. The show, even though I will watch it, I will watch every episode, and I will watch it to its conclusion. It offends me. <laughs> I man, I, I listen. I know Joe. How you feel about that show? Uh, this is new information for me from Doug. I was I, on board because I, in the past I have been on board with it, but the more I watch it, it started. It started with Boba Fett. It started okay, with Book okay. of Boba Fett. When they brought him into that, I think I think the whole Baby Yoda Grogu thing is very childish. It's made exclusively to sell merch and bring a young audience and that's what it's there to do and bring sadly they're taking advantage of the stereotypes of a female audience because they're putting baby Yoda in there to bring a female audience into the show that they wouldn't otherwise have gotten I, because I, my wife watches it because of baby Yoda it, well, also, it's, it's, made, it's made to sell toys it's, a, it's, a tour. it's like this entire oh, thing is a not- marketing campaign they're not yes. selling any toys. They're not selling any. Toys. Oh, oh, not at all. Not at all. Be- believe me, because I buy the toys, and they're not doing so well. Yeah. I, okay. My quick aside from the Mandalorian, because we just did Sausage Party as my last episode. Yes. It's my favorite atheist Star Wars thing. Okay, I get but, it. But you got to dig a little bit to get to it because it's a lot about, um, like cults and religious indoctrination, and yeah, you know, he's still he's still finding his way through that. You know, I mean, the the mask is just, you know, the perfect allegory for like. Oh, definitely. I agree with you there. But again, that insults me because they could have done it like that. They could have they could have went all in. They could have pushed all their chips in the middle and went all in on that. And they would have had me like they've never had me before. Yeah. Yeah, But they decided to do all this extemporaneous bullshit. And that's what offends me about the show. I'm just saying. I can appreciate. Anyway, sorry. Sorry, Joe. Oh no, I I I was happy that this this has brought a fucking tear to my heart hearing someone else agree with me for once. (laughs) (laughs) Because I fucking hate that stupid ass shit. Yes, sir. Yeah. Fuck yeah, Doug. Made of a bio. Yeah. Every now and then, baby. Broken clock twice, right? Right twice (laughs) a day. That's right. We did it. We did it, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Big ass titties. Fuck you. Fuck you, Doug! No, no, not Doug. Oh, fuck you, Doug! <laughs> I can't just say fuck you, Eric. <laughs> fuck, fuck you! Oh, wow. I'll eventually get it. Wow. What an honor. What an honor. That's great. Oh, man. Eric. <laughs> I remember where I was. So uh, okay. My composure back here. So, oh, meanwhile, please. at the statesman headquarters, Merlin and Ginger try to attempt to cure Huri's amnesia by triggering traumatic memories from his past. Um, they start to fill his room with water, as would happen during Kingsman's training. Uh, but Harry is terrified, and the water starts to drain because he's going to drown because it's not working. Um, he didn't make a uh, what did I call it? Um, shit here or die. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> we still need that trigger. Shitter or die. I'm on it. I'm on it. Uh, AZ tells uh, Tildy about the mission he has coming up um, after she presents him with a new dog. And uh, as, as, as she's telling him, like, you know, hey, go save the world. You know what happens if you save the world, right? <laughs> and he's like, oh, I know what happens if I save the world. Uh, we can do it in the asshole. He's like, I've taken a red eye flight, but now I'm about to take a brown eye flight. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Oh, God. Yes. That's the joke of the show. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good, man. God damn it. Yeah, it's almost as good as Polly wants a cracker from the last movie. <laughs> Erica asked me to remind both of you that just because you're Swedish doesn't mean that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> Did you try to tell something, Doug? It has nothing to do with the Swedishness and everything uh, to do with her character. Okay. Way to poke a hole in my, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Nope. Nope. I can attest. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to stop because I am drunkenly speaking too much. I like this. I'm the least drunk person. <laughs> <laughs> um, I moved on this? to soda because I'm, I'm done. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. All right, so Whiskey's waiting outside in this, like, really cool drop-top Bronco with the <laughs> horn. <laughs> Which is, like, one of the most racist songs ever. Yeah, I know. Like, it like, is yeah. just, there is no there is no ambiguity there. It is a horribly racist song, and I'm shocked that he actually... You know what? I think that's another thing about this movie even more so. Matthew Vaughn does not like America. He is shitting on America. This yeah. whole fucking movie with these oh, stereotypes. Yeah. Yeah, He's not yeah. wrong. I mean, again, I'm with them on this, but these are just stereotypes to shit on America, and and he and he's doing it with depthness and skill, and I love it. Oh yeah, um, because you know why not? Why not shit on America? Why not? <laughs> Fuck you, America! <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Um, so Eggsy tells Tilly about the mission. He meets um. Whiskey aside, he makes a really funny joke because Whiskey presents him with these tiny little fucking finger condoms. And he's like, I thought everything was bigger in America, bro. <laughs> yeah. Look at your truck. Yeah, I like that line. Um, and then we get to Glastonbury Music Festival uh, where Eggsy and Whiskey have to go undercover to find Clara and present, you know, get, basically get the, the condom thing in her because it has to go into a mucus membrane. You can't just tap her on the shoulder. Yeah. And um, how are we going to get oh, into a I, mucus membrane? Oh, Hold on a second. I do have to say that this scene is 10 to 15 minutes of the 30 minutes that needs to be removed from this fucking movie. It oh. is completely pointless. They could have wrapped this up in five fucking minutes. I, I can agree the, with that. The goal of it was to show Exy's love for Tilde. Yeah. All right. And to show his loyalty to her and to help them figure out how, how to crack, you know, find Poppy's hideout. It's 15 minutes that I want back in my life because it was it was they don't even have the right Delavigne sister in this movie. They needed <laughs> Kara. OK, yeah. they don't need this one. They need Kara. They didn't even do that right. right I, thought, I thought this was Paris Hilton goes on a fucking meth binge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't know if Glastonbury, the festival dropped bucks to have him, you know, drop their name in this thing 50 times. It just, it's 100% unnecessary. It's 15 on, minutes they did not need in a two-hour and 20-minute movie. I'm on Team Doug, and I'm going to tell you why. Because in that la in that first movie, they got some criticism about the Swedish princess 
offering anal sex and you know yeah how sexist and one-dimensional does that make this movie they gave her so much more to do in this one and yet we have a scene where we get cgi of a of a finger going into a vagina and what yes. that looks like you know on a cellular level yeah it's like yeah. You, didn't, you didn't need to fucking do that you didn't need to pay no five hundred thousand dollars to have someone animate a puss <laughs> which are you sure even- i mean i, I kind of liked it that's not even, and I read the trivia, that's not even Taron Edgerton's finger. He refused to do it. He told Matthew Vaughn, I feel uncomfortable and I will not do this. That's her husband. That's her real-life husband doing that. <laughs> oh, no. Because he would not even fucking do it. So uh, that tells you how necessary this whole thing yeah. was. And they did this in the first movie. When <laughs> the three of them had to go and seduce the girl at the club. They did the that's same right. goddamn thing again in this movie. It, it, hey there, pretty girl. You must be somebody famous. <laughs> like right? it's so this, cringeworthy. This angered me too. Angered I just, I just me. really hope afterwards, after you know, Eggsy got his like you know his uh, tracker implanted in her that he bought Ch- Charlie some some Chipotle. <laughs> He's like, hey brother, you can have a nice wow. burrito for that. Like, I'll take oh, you out. I'll get you some like you know some cilantro rice, some chicken, all that good shit. But that's what just we- that's just lazy writing. Like, what is the only way he can yes. get this tracker on her? Oh, he's got a finger, man. Like, you know, yeah, and exactly. action. That's like come not on. even like go full intercourse. Like, not even sign an actual condom that yeah. big. It's a little finger condom. Yeah. The funny part is we it's haven't even got banner. to that that scene yet because there's another scene before like, that. How old oh. is he? Fifteen. <laughs> it's like, well, I got the third base. Well, so so right now we're at the the, the weird ass hitting on part two. Like your uh, your spirit animal must or your what is it called? Yeah. Your, did you say spirit animal or is it? He, he say, did like, say spirit animal. I thought he did. Crow. Yeah, he mine's a, a crow and yours is a crow. jaguar. Even though crows are cool. Yeah, but I mean they hang out in murders. So they do, but they they're like they're smarter than us. Eh, I don't know. About no, that. they are, man. I'll tell you what, the best thing you do with a crow, everything I've read is you, you you feed a crow and it will return the favor and bring you shit and you train it to bring you money. And the fucking crows will go and really? pickpocket people. They will find money on the streets. There's a guy, there's a, a YouTube video. Why are we so not doing this? The fucking bureau draw, drawer in his, in his room and it's filled with freaking money because the crows he started feeding bring him the money why why are oh we not God. doing this we don't need sponsors let's just get a bunch of fucking crows no, we just need crows we just need crows <laughs> or i just need to draw doug's super villain persona crow man <laughs> crow magnum this is go. gotta, yeah crow magnum well, listen, just I got might an army of crows that. crow yeah. magnum crow he's man. a guy he's got a bunch of crows and a giant cock oh, <laughs> there you go although i don't know the the uh, Eric, have you watched Shit's Creek? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the totally. crowing. I mean, yeah, the crowing. The whole fucking crowing thing. Anyway, sorry. I, I wish it was a real movie. I know, honestly. right? That yeah. would be the best. All right, so um, I'm actually gonna play a clip because this clip should have came before the the finger condom, but I <laughs> I didn't got, play it. We got all wrapped up. Yeah, I call this clip "Poppy in the Jets." <laughs> okay, but it's really bad for you. Eight times more addictive than cocaine, five times more likely to cause death, but it's legal, so, you know, you go ahead, knock yourself out. Don't get me started on tobacco and alcohol. Peddle that stuff, you're in the Fortune 500, but me? No, I'm out here hiding in the middle of nowhere, homesick, because I sell drugs. Oh, folks, you're doing this because you're homesick. I want freedom. 
want fame. Our profits were $250 billion last year. I am the most successful businesswoman in the world, but nobody knows who I am. Pops, Pops, it's not long now, okay? You're right, thank you. Sorry to interrupt you. You wanted to see me, Madame Poppy? Yes, Angel. In the Golden Circle, we do not sample the merchandise and we do not break the rules, which is why I have invested in robots because they are so much more reliable and trustworthy than human beings. So we find out this bitch don't play. <laughs> nope. No, no, no. Angel, you know, he fucked up. And uh, he tried the thing, and she sent Benny in the jet after him, which I love the term Angel <laughs> Robot Dogs, Benny in the jet. Uh, but um, they fuck him up. But the, the, at the very end of it, they run up right to Elton John. They look at him in the face, and they go, friend, Elton John, don't, don't attack him. <laughs> don't attack Elton John. We love him. Um. Also, she's complaining once again about how, like, you know, her drugs aren't legal, even though they're not as bad as all the other shit in the world that is legal. Not so, wrong. <laughs> not wrong at all. Yeah. Also, I wasn't expecting a Fahrenheit 451 reference in my weirdo <laughs> comic book <laughs> movie. I appreciated the robot talks, man. That was a yes. cool touch. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to friggin' uh, spike strip this. If you want to laugh, uh, YouTube a video of real dogs meeting the, the Boston Scientific robot dogs, and it's fucking oh. priceless. The oh, dogs, shit. the real dogs, have no fucking clues to what to do. There, there are some, there are some pities that lose their ever-loving minds over this thing. They want to choke it out and kill it, and then there are other dogs who shit themselves over it, over them, and it's really funny. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so this is the part where they actually go to Clara's tent now. Um, cause she wants to have sex with Eggsy, um, which is so cringeworthy. My crow needs a place to nest. <laughs> yeah. Right. I know. Uh, but know. first he decides to go to the bathroom to call his girlfriend and find out if it's okay if he fucks her <laughs> for yeah, the sake of a mission. It's, it's okay. It's, it's um, saving the world. She's not really cool with it. <laughs> and, uh, no, although she well. would be cool if he proposed to her, but he couldn't do that even. Um, so he goes back out now and he's like, I can't do this. He's like, I don't want to. First of all, look at you. You're gross. <laughs> like, I mean, you're just not that great. And I don't really want to cheat on my girlfriend. And can I just like give you something you can finger yourself with it? Like, I mean, it would work the same. Like, my dick's probably this big anyway. So, like, it... <laughs> but uh, she takes her robe off, and as she bends over to put it back on, he notices a golden circle tramp stamp. <laughs> Like, she chose to get a fucking tram stamp for her golden circle. I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah, they didn't show that scene where she was like, hold on, let me turn around real quick. So you, yeah. And and yep, you do not have to worry bad. about her ass getting in the way of it because it's non-existent. No. <laughs> just saying. No. Just saying. 
There was no ass. Like <laughs> That's what his dick said when it saw her. <laughs> oh my God. It's like the rusty trombone. <laughs> wow. Um, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I didn't need to hear that tonight. So <laughs> he goes outside after he gets the, the the device in her that we said we had this crazy like intro to X-Men fucking <laughs> video, <laughs> tracker going up a vagina. <laughs> yeah, you really you didn't need to fucking do that. You just didn't, man. Like, god yeah. damn it. <laughs> And he walks I just aside. Think about the guy sitting behind a fucking IBM animating that for fucking 30 hours straight. Like, oh. Here we go. Ironically, he's never seen a vagina. <laughs> so, so uh, he goes aside, tries to call Tilda at the hotel, but <clears throat> the the concierge tells him that no, she already left because she's trying to be like, no, I don't want to see him. I don't want nothing to do with him. <coughs> Sorry, coughing because I've been laughing too hard. Uh, back at the uh, statesman headquarters Eggsy's talking to Harry about not giving up Eggsy tries to tell Harry I was a butterfly actually I was a maggot and then Harry's like no no it's not how it works it's a larva <laughs> he's like yeah but you didn't give up on me everyone else gave up on me but you didn't give up on me I need you Harry Harry's like look bruv I don't know you like new phone who this <laughs> and like he, he's all like you know but I, but I, I really I really, 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 really need you in my life. And uh, Harry's like, nah, I'm, I'm good, brother. I'll go back to fucking doing what you're doing. I'm going back home to fucking get me some butterflies. Um, he's going to really be pissed when he goes home and his butterfly collection is destroyed by that fucking missile, though. Yeah. And his, <laughs> and his dead dog, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mr. Pickles, Mr. Pickles is Mr. No More. He's Mr. Dice Pickles. <laughs> <laughs> he's Mr. Relish. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Uh, so uh, Eggsy goes to a bar and orders a martini and gets a cup of whiskey which is known at this point on as a Kentucky a Kentucky with mar- martini yes. um, and he starts you know looking through his phone sees a bunch of pictures um, remembering times he spent with Harry tries to call Tilda again she won't answer uh, but we do see her smoking some marijuana at this point which is a possibly a uh, setup for something to come. Um, Eggsy, you know, tries to get a hold of, of Tilda. She just doesn't want to do it. So he's looking through some more pictures of him and her, and he sees a little statue behind the bar of a dog. And this gives him a bright idea. And he starts searching up pet stores in the area and um, tells the uh, the bartender, who, you know, looks like she could use a break anyways, uh <laughs> That this was the best martini he's ever had in his life because he now knows what he needs to do. So he goes back to Harry, who's still in the room. And when he walks in the door, which I have this clip here, he has a tiny Yorkshire puppy terrier in his hands that looks very much akin to Mr. Relish. Hmm. So I don't panic. Just thought I'd bring you a little leaving present. I think he's lovely, isn't he? Would you like to hold him? Do you think I should shoot him? You're quite mad. What? What's the problem? Oh. Hey? No. 
Oh, no, you'll have to shoot me. What, you shoot you? Well, I will shoot you. No, no one's sick enough to shoot a puppy. Well, what about you, Harry? You were sick enough to shoot a puppy. Do you remember? up to do. Well, well. I suppose I should cancel that taxi. Yes. If you don't mind. Nothing. Welcome back. Galahad. So Eggsy was able to, uh, trigger Harry's memory by bringing him, you know, a dog like Mr. Pickles and threatening him to shoot the dog. And uh, we get this cool little, like, montage of through Harry's life. We get a cool, like, um, they de-aged Colin Firth for that. Uh, that one scene where he's in training. Yeah. I would really love to have heard if Doug, Doug had some, you know, something to say there, but he's muted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was eating pretzels and I didn't want to be rude. Oh, I um, ate my cream pie was, right on the microwave. <laughs> microphone. All I said was, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's all I said. You didn't say. I, I, I thought words of wisdom. I thought you were going to hang on the Mandalorian some more. I was really no, looking forward to that. Did, no, I'm, I'm done with that. No, they did de-age him for that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's, it's it's a great scene. You know, he kind of re- re- recognizes Eggsy again, recognizes Merlin, and, and he's back. But I love how instantly he goes, oh, we got to stop Valentine. Like, because in his mind, yes. like, that just happened. That's the last thing he remembers. Yep. Yeah. So we then move on to uh, a bar. And I love the scene right here. Um, they're looking over some new toys. Harry's given new glasses that has one of the eyes out of them. And uh, while they're doing that, a very, uh, I don't know how to say this, you know, appropriately, a piece of shit comes up to them. Says a couple, you know, homophobic slurs to him and maybe talks about, you know, having intercourse with him in his eye hole. <laughs> yeah. And um, while he does that, you know, Harry uh, 
gets up. Looks like he's about to walk out. But he pulls back to movie number one. Manners. Maketh. Man. And then he goes to fight. But, of course, his, like, sense of balance is completely off because he only has one eye. And also, you know, he's kind of been through some shit. You know, takes some time to rebuild those those neurological pathways. Uh, so he gets a couple good shots in, but basically he's getting his ass beat and ends up on the ground. At which point, Whiskey decides to join in and... We kind of see some of the southern skill take over with the whips and the fucking lasso. Um, it's it's basically like the first movie's fight scene again, except for, you know, country. Yeah. And and this is pure Saturday morning cartoon. What if he had a lasso, but it was made of lasers? Yeah. A lightning yes. lasso. Uh, what if his lasso didn't just make you tell the truth? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so um, so he's whooping ass. It's it's a good fight scene. My favorite part of the scene is the one where he like, you see the knife go flying and he like lasso's behind him, grabs the knife and then fucking starts swinging that bitch around like a fucking like yes, uh, uh like the the fucking weapon from Shang Chi or the that uh, his sister uses. Yep. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I can't remember what that thing's called, but you know that thing. Yeah. That thing. Yeah. Yeah. So um. So th- th- this is a fucking good fight going on, and and whiskey kind of takes them all out. Um, he, you know, does his thing. He's pretty fucking badass, honestly. Um, but at the same time, he's kind of a prick. So, he, I, see, they they play it so good with his character because you don't know if he's a good guy or not. It's yeah, well, that's very Burt Reynolds. Like he's playing it. Yeah, because like he seems like he's a good guy. He like seems like he cares, but. We're going to get some some things coming up soon that are going to kind of fuck with that notion a little tiny bit. Um, after this this fight's over, we look up at the TV and we get a, a break coming. I have to play this next clip because this is actually a really good fucking clip too. This is Poppy's evil plan for world domination. Um, and I love, once again, the scene stealer of this movie, Elton John, in this because... Fucking Elton John's a fucking treasure. He is a treasure, an international treasure. I mean, he's a fucking knight, man. Like, yeah. what, what more can you ask for? I don't know, but we're going to find out here in a second. Golden Circle proudly presents... Mr. President, my name is Poppy Adams. I believe the UN has no teeth. So I've selected you as leader of the free world to receive this communication. And I invite you to begin negotiations in the largest scale hostage situation in history. A few weeks ago, an engineered virus was released contained in all varieties of my product. Cannabis, cocaine, heroin, opium, ecstasy, and crystal meth. Some of you are already infected. And this is what you can expect in the coming days. After a brief incubation period, victims present with stage one symptoms. A blue rash. Next, second stage symptoms appear. Mania, as the virus enters the brain. Very distressing to the victim and those around them. Stage three, paralysis. Muscles enter a state of catastrophic seizure. And once the muscles of the thorax become affected, Breathing becomes impossible, leading to a very nasty death within 12 hours. But I have good news. 
to the millions already affected. It doesn't have to be this way. I have an antidote. effective and ready to ship out worldwide at a moment's notice. You have my word. I will do this if the following conditions are met. Get out of my fucking room! <laughs> First, you agree to end the war on drugs once and for all. All classes of substance are legalized, paving the way to a new marketplace in which sales are regulated and taxed as per alcohol. And second, my colleagues and I receive full legal immunity. Meet my terms, and I look forward to helping you keep our beloved country great, boosting our ailing economy, and easing spending on law enforcement. Or continue this blinkered, outmoded, and frankly disastrous exercise in prohibition. And live with blood on your hands. Save lives. Legalize. I told you that shit was no good for you. Who is Poppy Adams? After graduating Harvard Business School, Adams was briefly held for serious mental health issues before disappearing without a trace. Intelligent, ambitious, ruthless, lacks empathy, superficial charm, all the elements of a great CEO. Or psychopath. Following the broadcast of Adam's message to the president, there were scenes of chaos today at medical centers across the country and around the world. is now being renamed the dancing disease as victims begin to exhibit stage two symptoms. Let's pack the cryo unit. You want to freeze it? Exactly. Victims of the virus caused by contaminated recreational drugs flooded hospitals and clinics in fear for their lives. Curfews and no travel orders are being considered as authorities assess the scale of the disaster. Close it. But there has still been no official response from the president, who remains locked in emergency talks. Prepare a presidential decree. Tell intelligence and law enforcement to stand down. We're going to dance to this lady's tune. Good. We can make this work. We we spin it that it's not a matter of negotiating with no, terrorists. What I'm, what I'm proposing is we appear to agree to her demands to prevent global panic and then let the junkie scum go down in flames. Huh? <laughs> huh? Yeah. Take Poppy Adams and her so-called golden circle down with them. No drug users, no drug trade. It's a win-win situation here. But, sir, we're not talking about a handful of hostages. We could be looking at the deaths of hundreds of millions worldwide. Hundreds of millions of criminals, burdens to society. Am I right, McGoy? Absolutely, sir. But, sir, that's... What about people who are just experimenting? Folks who self-medicate? Functioning professionals? 
kids. Well, spare me the crap, Fox. The fact is, this presidency has just won the war on drugs. Congratulations, sir. Thank you. And that deserves a toast. This is totally unethical, sir. Fox, shut up. McCoy, declare martial law. We need to keep control. Commandeer stadiums, schools, civic centers, order a press blackout, and put the military on standby to round these junkies up. Whether they broke the law or not, those victims are human beings. Tequila. He's a great guy. And a great agent. Right now, he's lying in deep freeze, waiting on our help. We can't make this personal, sir. Personal? Agent, we can't stand by and let folks like him die. These people, we're their only hope. Now we have to find that antidote. So yeah, a little bit of a clip there, but um, Poppy's plan is really fucking... Uh, it looks almost like a pharmaceutical commercial too, which I really love. Yes. She's like, these are the different stages. And then like she sell Jaws like, fuck you. Get the fuck out. <laughs> I, I just love how pissed off he is this whole fucking movie. Uh he's always in a bad mood, and I really like that. Um She she offers the president a deal. Hey, uh, I'll tell you what, you uh sign over to the community, make drugs illegal legal, and then uh, you know, I'll let these people live. Um of course, you know, we get our Fox, like, also, like, during this Fox News segment, I just had really bad PTSD when COVID first started, because <laughs> that's <laughs> what it reminded me of, with the people lined up at the hospitals and shit, and, like, yep. a world, a crazy thing that everyone was worried about, what was going to happen, and no one knew anything. I don't know, it just gave me that fucking vibe, and, of course, sorry-ass Fox News, um, which I love that the next scene, the president's telling Fox to shut up. He's like, shut up, Fox. Yes. Um, but the president, you know, as fucked up as it is, he's kind of got a point, you know, I understand like why he's thinking this, like if you're that person that's like against drugs, like this is a solid fucking plan he has like, Hey, she's fucking herself over by killing all the people who give her money. Like she's killing her customer base off. Like, I, I mean, it's fucked up, but I get what he's thinking. Right. Um, so, uh, back at the, the, um, statesman headquarters, the team intercepts the calls from Charlie to Clara and he tells her basically go to Italy to get an antidote. Cause she's, you know, got herself fucking blued also, um, whiskey, whiskey suggests that Galahad senior should not go back into the field yet. He's not ready. Um, which is funny cause they both are Galahad also like that's a whole fucking thing now. Um, I don't know why they couldn't use one of the other names since your other names are available at the moment. There's like literally no, like that's the only name that's taken. <laughs> like every other name is available. Um, but, uh, Eggsy, Harry and whiskey then head to Italy. They're going to find Poppy's factory that's up in the uh, Alps there and, uh, get the antidotes that way they can try to, you know, figure out how to like recreate it and, you know, help tequila out and the rest of the world. Um, when they get there, Harry it's decided Harry's to stay at the bottom and basically run the controls for the ski lift. Uh, so Harry walks in there to try to like 
get it, start seeing butterflies. This is another thing. He sees butterflies all the time now. Like, and that's like when he's having a mental break because he hasn't really fully recovered yet from the gunshot wound to his head. Yeah, this was a little weird for me. I mean, I get what they were doing with it, but it it took me to like the um, Rob Zombie Halloween 2 <laughs> reboot. I was like, why is this motherfucker keep seeing a horse and his mom and stuff? Like, stop it. <laughs> right? I, I think the whole point is because they want to misdirect. So... Yeah, they want they kind of don't want you to know if he's all there yet or not. Like it's right. kind of part of the storyline. Yeah. Um, so he he gets control of the control room, and you know we see them go up on this cool gondola type ski lift thing, um, up to this this really cool like lair at the top of the mountain. I'm assuming this is a real ski resort somewhere, and that's just like it is because I've, I've I've actually been there. I've been on that. Have you really I've seen that from a great distance? That's in the Italian Alps, right on the border of Fancy. Switzerland and uh-huh. Italy. Nice. Yeah. That's uh, what happens when you score the exchange student. She <laughs> happens to have an apartment in France that you go on the honeymoon. Hell yeah. That's Otherwise, that awesome. would never fucking happen in my lifetime. <laughs> yeah, I was like, damn. International. Yes, that worked out. Um, so yeah, it's a town, it's a town called Aosta. Anyway. Go ahead. No, I mean, I'm, I'm fucking jealous. <laughs> sounds fun. <laughs> a long time um, ago. So they get to the top. Um, they're, they're, they fumble around in this building that has zero security, <laughs> like, at all. Um, and they find a doorway where uh, Eggsy's able to open it. And he's trying to trick the guy at the front desk into thinking he's someone else. Um, he, a Wu Ting Fang, a guy, a guy from Singapore. Uh, however, Charlie notices him, and this is an immediate, like, I got to get the fuck out of here now. So he grabs the vial, runs out, and gets the door closed. Charlie gets pissed off because the door closed behind him. But on his way out, he makes sure he mentions that he fucked with Clara. I don't know. If, you know, he didn't fuck her, but, you know, Charlie doesn't even know that. As far as Charlie's concerned, he went balls deep in her. <laughs> uh, so they get outside. And they jump back into the Skyway, which, of course, they need Harry to start. But he's seeing butterflies again. Um, But he does eventually get it going. And they're going down the mountain. And as they're doing this, uh, you know, they kind of, like, see Charlie stand there. And he gives him the whole little, you know, the fucking symbol, (laughs) which I I like. Uh, And then Charlie decides, you know what? Well, fuck you. I'm picking you on the fucking Gravitron at the county fair. (laughs) And he makes the fucking, the little thing they're in start spinning around in circles as fast as it possibly can. Um, and they're on the wall. They're starting to see fucking, like, G4 sparks and stuff. Which, I didn't think this thing could spin that fast. But, hey, it's a movie, so why not? Um, at some point, uh, you know, Whiskey gets the bright idea to take out his, his lightning fucking lasso and cut a hole in it. Um, which, I don't know why. But he does this right as they're over a fucking gorge. Like he's like, yeah, oh, this seems yeah, like yeah. the appropriate time to do this. Like, not wait till we're over like the snow where it's right below us. Let's wait. We're right till we're over the couple thousand foot drop. <laughs> so he cuts a hole in it and cuts the line. The thing swings like a fucking giant pendulum catches, but it's not over yet, folks. It hits the snow and takes out the actual tower holding up the fucking like lines. Jesus, that's right. Yeah. Almost falls on them and crushes them and they slide down the mountain as quick as they can. 
for some reason there's a retirement home on this mountain. Maybe that's why Doug was there. <laughs> you know, he how old is this motherfucker? <laughs> like, <laughs> just saying. God damn, Doug. Doug. <laughs> oh, not, Doug's dead. <laughs> Fuck you, Doug. <laughs> oh, because Doug, Doug, where are you, Doug? Why aren't you defending yourself? Are you? <laughs> oh, here comes a cat. <laughs> Oh, this is too much fun. Um, so anyways, they're riding down the mountain and, uh, you know, Eggsy's like, we got to stop this thing because if it hits this fucking retirement home, we're taking these old fuckers out with us. So he puts, he puts, uh, you know, uh, whiskey up to the hole, pushes his parachute and pops it out, which of course is a gigantic American flag. Now this is a James Bond reference too. Um, one of the movies starts out with a ski scene and he jumps off a cliff and then it pulls his parachute and it's a giant British flag. That is correct. Uh, what? Oh man, what movie? It's on the tip of my tongue. But yeah, this this is the point at which this movie got fucking pretty ridiculous for me. Yeah. And yes, it's cartoonish, you know, but this is like Silverhawks cartoonish. Like this is crazy. This is like Captain America Civil or uh, Winter Soldier. The train scene. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of similarities there. Um, so that James Bond movie with the ski scene, uh, I think it was The World Is Not Enough. I think. Maybe. I don't know which one it is, honestly. No. Yeah. I think it was Roger Moore. All those movies kind of fucking run together for me, yeah. to be honest with you. <laughs> um so they they almost crash into the retirement home. They stop a couple feet away, and one of the old men goes, "That's the best shit I've had in three weeks," <laughs> which is probably one of the lines of this movie. It's it's up there. It's up there with sure. backstage pass, which yes, we will get to. We'll get there. Um, next we come to the agents hiding inside of a cabin, and Poppy's henchmen come down in these cool like white stormtrooper type outfits to shoot mm-hmm. the place up, and um. When they're in there, they're looking at the antidote. Whiskey knocks it out of Eggsy's hand as he's trying to kind of like... He says he's trying to save him. But for some reason, Galahad, Harry, um, looks at him like, well, why did you do that? And starts to question him. So, Whiskey goes outside and he's just taking out fucking these soldiers. Like, no, like no one's business. And at the same time, Galahad's in... Or Harry's in there trying to talk to Eggsy and explain to him... Hey, I think like I think he's compromised. You know, he broke that thing. He did this, and Eggs like, look, he's out there fucking killing them. Do you think he'd be killing them if he was on our side? Um, but by the time he takes up the first wave of villains, and there's a carrier coming to shoot them dead, um, Harry decides to just shoot whiskey right in the fucking head. Like, bam, knocks him out. At which point, Eggs he's like, what the fuck. <laughs> Uh, and they start getting shot up with a Gatling gun, but um, uh, Harry pulls out a bottle of, I think it's aftershave, clicks a button on yeah. it, throws it outside, and then like they turn into blue goo. I don't really know <laughs> why or how, but you know gadgets, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I got this fancy British aftershave, and when I click the button and throw it, it turns you into goo. Yeah, it's just par for the course. That's how it works, right? That's how it works. Why else man? have aftershave? Exactly. It stings. <laughs> it fucking stings. We we all remember Home Alone. Come on. Oh, you're right. So they uh, we end up now with with um, 
with an Eggsy and whiskey, or a whiskey shot in the head, and Eggsy pulls out the alpha gel and puts it over him and tries to save his life to get him back because, you know, he's he's not very fucking thrilled with this whole way this has worked out. However, Eggsy does cover for Harry, but he's not very happy about it. Um, he, he doesn't throw him under the bus and say what happens because, you know, to some extent he trusts Harry. Yeah. I mean, this is where this was super predictable, you know, where like you have Eggsy doubting Harry because of his mental state and all of that but you know when you watch this thing like oh yeah harry's right yeah this guy's up to fucking no good they uh walk outside and look up at the factory and as they do charlie blows the entire factory up because they know where it's at now and can't stay there um so what they decide to do is follow the only lead they have which is the name of the man wu ting fang who was supposed to pick up the antidote and bring it back to singapore um we get a cute little scene of Ginger and Merlin also talking about how they both wish they could kind of be field agents, even though, you know, that ain't really their thing. But uh, Ginger L seems really, really intent on it. And at this point, we're going to take our second break and come home and finish this thing on the third part. Hey, you guys want to uh, grab a beer? Oh, always. <laughs> Sounds good to me. All right. I got a spot. Hourglass hey. Brewing in Longwood, Florida. I don't know. Now, listen, Doug, I know you're from out of town. This is the place I go for all my local craft beer. Delicious, 40 beers on tap. And the best part is it's a haven for nerds like me, like you. Yeah, the 240-seat Longwood Tap Room. They stock that with nerd nostalgia, video games, board games, cornhole boards. They even have a dog-friendly patio. You can't beat that. Absolutely love it. I mean, I feel like I know this this uh, establishment just from Eric's Instagram and Facebook because he's there a lot. Um, they support his art and the local artists in the area. And uh, I'm excited. The first time I get back down to Florida with these two guys, uh, we're heading over there. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait. Yes, the art, the arcades, the pinball machines. There is uh, literally an homage painted on the wall to uh, Rick Moranis and Spaceballs. I mean, what more can you ask for in a brewery? Hourglass Brewing, Longwood, Florida. Uh, check it out. Go there. They are sponsors of the show. They support us. Go support them. Mm-hmm. 